you know the vibes. Mm. We're back. Yep, day yep. three of the week. And it's the third straight day that we've got to have a conversation. First thing BJ says to me this morning, he says, Mo, Mo, I'm on my grizzly. <laughs> because Jamarant and the Memphis Grizzlies last night, boy, oh boy, you're locked into the Hoop Genius podcast with your boy, Mo Moosey, and of course, BJ Armstrong. We're talking about the Memphis Grizzlies toppling the Golden State Warriors. Now, Draymond wasn't playing, so we got to throw that yes. in there first. However, however, 29-5-8 with two blocks to go with it. Or in the words of Kendrick Perkins, a 29-piece with five biscuits and whatever else he likes to say. Jamaran. Which brings us to an important conversation that BJ brought up to me yesterday when we were recording at Sky Sports. And he said to me, Jamaran is the best point guard in the league. Mr. Armstrong, you make a compelling case. You'd like to explain yourself for the people. You know, this league is about competition, Mo. And we have some very good point guards that's sitting at the top right now. In particular, Steph Curry is at the top of the food chain at the lead guard position. You know, I refer to Steph Curry. He's, he is, I don't know if he's a true point guard. He's certainly not a true two guard. He is something that is Steph Curry. He's Steph Curry. That's what he is. He's, that's it. He's Dray Steph Curry. Draymond is the point guard of that team. Yeah. But Steph Curry is of, Steph Curry. For the sake for of the this sake, argument, I'm calling him a let's point put guard. Him, let's call him, let's call it like it is. He is 6'3", and he resembles, he's the same size as the point guards. We have Kyrie Irving. Certainly when he's playing, he's, he's right up there. You have Damian Lillard. You have the point God himself, Chris Paul. Mo, and to all the listeners, I'm going to tell you this today. John Morant is getting receipts right now. He's put everyone on notice. Anytime you see the Memphis Grizzlies in an arena near you, John Morant is going after your favorite player. <laughs> Okay, Mo, he's going after your favorite player. And I don't know, Mo, how many players want to get into that battle with him. Because right now, Mo, he's playing the game at an elite level, regardless of position. Mm. They've got 10 in a row. He's mm. leading the charge. In addition to him scoring and all of these athletic plays. He just overwhelms you with this athletic ability. He puts so much pressure on your defense because he attacks the rim. Right hand, left hand, floaters, runners, alley-oops. He finishes over the top. He finishes around you. He's got a hezzy game, Mo, that resembles your game. <laughs> and Mo, right now, he's a real problem. He's such a problem, Mo, 
tonight that the Warriors had to change their defense in the first quarter because he had 15 points because he was attacking them. They couldn't wait to the second half like they normally do to make their adjustments. He's for real now, Mo. This team is beginning to play with confidence at home, which is a key. That's really the first sign to becoming a good team, knowing they can win at home. Now, I'm not as put, I'm not putting as much emphasis on this game tonight as most because Draymond did not play. Draymond Green did not play. However, winning at home is important, regardless of who's playing and who's not. So I thought this was a good win. I thought they sent a message to say when we are in the grit and grind center, our fans are going to be turned up and we can win. And then we'll go from there. So overall, great job. But John Morant right now, Mo, he's there. Mm. And now he's a serious problem. I don't know if it's creating grind anymore. Oh, it, they grimy because John, you heard what John Morant said after the game tonight. He said, yeah, we got that W, but turn it around, Mo. No, but, but put some respect on my name. The put some respect grind, on their name. The grit and grind Grizzlies, they never played basketball as, as fun to watch as this. I think they deserve a name even better than grit and grind. You know what I'm talking about? Flashy and Talk Furious. Flashy and oh, Furious. No, I don't know no, no, what this, it is, is, but it's got to be John something. Marat is... John Moran is grimy. He's grimy, though, Mo. Mo, mm. that's a grimy team. Mm. Bane, that's grimy. Dylan sick. Brooks, that's grimy. That's grimy. They put on a show, they though. They put on a show, though. No, John Morant puts on the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, let's be, well let's, 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 let's be fair, though, and give credit where it's due. The Memphis Grizzlies start off this season with the worst defense in the NBA. And they turned it around in a stretch of games that John Morant was out injured. They had that five-game streak where they won five in a row and the opponents couldn't even take the lead once in those games. That was the stretch where they went 10-2 and two without John Morant. It was the stretch where they beat the Thunder by 80 points without John Morant. Now, I say that because I want to give credit to the rest of the squad who might not make the headlines. The reason I don't want to say that is because I don't want to take away from John Morant and use that to disrespect him. Because although they had a five-game win streak without John Morant, they're on a 10-game win streak with John Morant now. And the teams they've beaten on this streak, the Warriors last night, the Suns, the Nets, the Cavaliers, they're rocking with the best. Shout out to Ro Parrish. You're now rocking with the best. But listen, they're serious. And we had this conversation yesterday when we were asked on, on Sky if the Grizzlies were one piece away from contending. Now, I think you had the same take as I did. They've got the pieces there. I'm just looking at Jaron Jackson Jr. to step up and become that second star on the roster. I'm looking at Dylan Brooks to get healthy and get back to doing what he's doing and become an elite three-point shooter, just the way Desmond Bain is right now this season. Because we could talk about John Morant all day. And it is, it's amazing what he's doing. I got a lot of respect for what he's doing. But we've got to give some credit to the other guys too. Because it is a team game. 
they held it down when Jarmoran was out. In particular, Desmond Bain, right now he's fourth in the league in made three-pointers. I don't know anyone who saw that coming at the start of this season. Made three-pointers, Steph Curry, Buddy Heald, and Fred Van Fleet are the only players ahead of him this season. He's shooting that ball from 43% from downtown. So I want to just give some credit to the entire squad and the coaching staff and the scouts who drafted these guys because a lot of teams passed up on these players. The scouts, the front office, the coach, but more importantly, the players, the entire squad for getting it done. Because not just John Morant. For me, this whole team, scary. You know what? I agree. It's nothing I can say. And you're absolutely right. They have a star player. And that star player is Mr. John Morant. However, you can see the development and growth of this team. Star players have to be stars and role players have to play their role. Be a sorry. And role players have to be a star in their role. And right now you can see that this team, they're finding their roles and they're accepting their roles. And yes, John, you know, does incredible things. And if, you're going to be a championship caliber team. You need those, you need those players to do those things when things break down or you can't get anything going. However, the most impressive thing about this, you know, this winning streak that they're currently in is one, their defense and two, how they're doing it as a team. I mean, they play a nice brand of basketball. They're fundamentally sound. Defensively, they have guys who can all defend their position. They're strong. They're athletic. They can play 94 feet, and they're young, and they're active. And and one thing that's interesting to me when I watch Memphis is they take a hell of a lot of floaters. They take a hell of a lot of floaters. When attacking the paint, those floaters shooting those shots over the big men, that really stands out to me because you don't see a lot of teams – Using a strategy like that a lot in the league nowadays, they focus a lot on three-point shooting or trying to get fouls to the free-throw line or easy points inside the paint. But the Grizzlies last few seasons have led the league in the amount of flows that they take per game, which is interesting to me. I'm not sure what the thinking behind that philosophy was, but whatever it was, it's working. Well, it's, it's working because, you know, they have a player who's constantly putting pressure on your defense. They, I mean, he gets the ball. I mean, in two or three dribbles, he's in the heart mm. of your defense. And athletically, I mean, he goes over the top of you. I, 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 I get nervous now every time he goes up because he, you know, he's trying to dunk on everyone. He probably has a list, probably <laughs> in the locker room list. where he's trying. He's trying to, yeah, you know, who, 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 who am I going to get tonight? And he's fearless, fearless. And you just got to love watching them play. They're fun. They defend. They're tough. And you know what? I wouldn't want to face this team in the playoffs for sure. This is what I was saying to you yesterday. When you see the Grizzlies in the Western Conference Finals, don't be surprised. But the Warriors, who took the loss to the Grizzlies last night, 
Draymond Green is doubtful to be back in time for their back-to-back games against the Bucks and the Bulls, which is a shame because I really wanted to dive in and, you know, break down those games. But without Draymond Green being there, such a core foundational piece of that Warriors defense and offense, I'm not as excited as I was previously. I mean, I'm still excited to see Clay Thompson continue his return and how the other right, guys get on. Right. But, you know, I'm expecting the Bucks and the Bulls. We could see a three-game slide here for the Warriors, which might be their roughest stretch of the season. And inevitably, everyone's going to be asking questions, question, questions. But the question I'm asking, BJ, is what on earth is happening in Washington, D.C.? Mm. Montres mm. Harrell and Contavious Caldwell-Pope were involved in a physical altercation at halftime of today's game and had to be separated by teammates. Sources said Harold became upset with KCP for not passing him the basketball on a play before the first half concluded. The two started drawing due to, during the walk to the locker room. The two exchanged words. Harold and Caldwell Pope took swings at each other with neither of them connecting. It sounds like they're ready to fight Jake Paul. And became entangled before teammates separated them. By the time players entered the locker room, the altercation had ended. There was an increased security presence to ensure tensions did not escalate again. What are your thoughts on the situation? You know, in the great words of the late Chuck Daly, he had a word that he, I think he coined it. And every time I say the word currently today, I I think of him. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. You know, I'm going to look at the stats right now. The Oklahoma City versus the Washington Wizards tonight, 122 to 118. They got a W. There was a little little scuffle. Whatever was reported was reported. And I've been in so many locker rooms over my life. And this happens way more frequently than it's reported. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've been in locker rooms where it's happened with other guys. Believe it or not, Mo, I've been in a few of those myself. But the one thing that I can say, Mo, that I haven't seen too often is when you're on a bad team and no one cares, that never happens. Mm. When you're on a bad team, you'd be like, okay, what's the point? Yeah, I know OKC ain't finding each other in that locker room. Yeah, I, so look, things are going to happen. You know, it's like brothers, sisters, siblings. There's going to be some level of confrontation. And it's unfortunate, but that's, a, that's part of the business of being in a group. So, you know, those guys will work it out. Mm. Certainly, they looked okay in the second half when I was watching them. You know, I saw them passing the ball to one another. But more importantly, they won the game. So something happened, something was mm. reported, but you know, well, Montrez was Montrez, and, and did you, did you see Trez, a big shot tonight? Did you see Trez walking into the arena before the game? Yes, I did. With, with what the was mask. that? Well, I had so no, he had an electric mask, and it said "I'm back" because it it did come back after the health and safety protocols. It reminded me of like what Deontay Wilder wears when he walks into the ring in boxing. I don't know if you're a boxing fan, but. Maybe yes, that's I why. Maybe that's why he wanted to throw a few punches. He was channeling his inner Deontay Wilder. But what we do need to talk about 
because we let the jokes fly. But I think it's time we give a little bit of respect. You were out of pocket when you suggested he be an all-star, but we do have to give some respect to what Kyle Kuzma is doing right now. He had 29 oh, points last night. You made fun of me when I said yeah, that. He's not an all-star because he's had eight good games. I didn't then, say then, he then. was, but... <laughs> we were talking but, about all-stars and you said Kyle Kuzma. Of course I I'm said Kyle Kuzma's name. He deserves, <laughs> he deserves recognition for the season he's having. I mean, he had a 2020 this year, Mo. Mo. Mm. This, oh, is, did he not that's have cool. a 2020? That's cool. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Have are the Wizards right now 21 and 20 right now? They are indeed, but I'm not giving him the credit for that record. This hot streak has only been recently. Okay. This has been a recent. Before that, he was averaging bang on his career averages. Before this little stretch of the last 10 games or so, he was averaging exactly what he was averaging in LA when he got this many minutes. And now... Bradley Beal's not in the lineup. So he's getting more touches and he's getting more done with it. You know, he had 17 shots, scored 29 points, fantastic efficiency, 70% from the field. He's shooting 54% over the last eight games. He had a 36 and 14 rebound game the other day. I just want to say shout out to Carl Kuzma because for the first time ever, ever in his career, I can't say two things about him that are usually true. Okay. Which are? Usually he uploads more Instagram stories than points scored in a night. <laughs> Not true anymore. And usually his pregame outfits get more attention than his play on the court. And today his pregame outfit was outrageous, but thankfully he redeemed it by dropping 29 points in the win. So shout out to Kyle Kuzma. Well, how, how do you find this type of news? What did he wear to the game? Why, why is that not coming on my news feed? Oh man, listen, you, you gotta get with you gotta get with the kids, you know what I'm saying? You gotta be, you gotta be with the feed. So so the reason, the reason why this this came up on my feed is in a group chat with some of my friends, we were all mocking the Sixers fans amongst us because the Sixers are looking, according to my good friend Mark Spears, the Sixers are looking to package Tobias Harris with Ben Simmons in a trade. And we were mocking my Sixers friends saying, now you can finally stop pretending that you think Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons are really good. And then Kyle Kuzma tweeted, he quote tweeted saying, how the hell do you package 80 million in one trade? So we were like, even Kyle Kuzma is laughing at your team. <laughs> and so then he sent a picture of Kyle Kuzma dressed in a skin tight leather outfit with some you know, some converse sneakers. Who is he? Who is he? Just, Who is the, he? the Sixers fan in my group chat. Oh, okay. Trying to, okay. trying to redeem himself. He sends a picture of Kyle Kuzma in his skin-tight leather outfit as if he's in some sort of matrix from the year 3010. And he was like, this guy's talking about my team. And we were like, yeah, that guy's making fun of your team. How does it feel? So, shout out to Kyle Kuzma. Also, shout out to uh, Mark Spears. That's really an interesting... That's really an interesting. Yeah, that's very little, interesting little piece of news. We're that's about, about that's like 80, that's like 70, 80 million dollars. I mean, yep. I'm just going off the top of my head. Like it's that's it's, a lot of money. It, it, it's not gonna happen. I don't know any team that would be willing to take them on. Like they've seen what happened in Philly. Why would you take down? There's three but, but years here, left of Tobias's contract. Why, okay, why would you take it? But here's the funny thing that I have to say. Mm. You know, I know Mark Spears. Yes. And Mark Spears. I mean, he's a, he's a pro. He's a professional in the in this in this business. So my immediate question was, one, 
you're talking about, let's say 70, 75 million, $80 million amongst two players. So then you say, is Mark Spears just saying this to say this? Or did someone actually say that to him? Yeah. Which makes this, which makes this even more incredible. <laughs> Mark, Mark is one of the most trustworthy, reliable guys yeah. in the business. It's not just, Exa- it's not exactly. some guy. This is one of the best reporters. He took care of me yes, when I was in Chicago for All-Star Weekend. Amazing guy. Mark is I great. So much time for Mark. And I believe so everything now, he says. So now I want to say, who said that? <laughs> you know, who said that? Now I want to know which which executive in the 76ers organization think that they can dump off Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris and get back what I've heard. Okay. What you, oh, you've heard something. Too. I've, okay. I've heard something too. I've heard the Kings and the Hawks were both engaged in discussions. Well, how are they going to get the $80 million? No, 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 no. Let, me, let me finish. They were dis- engaged in discussions with the Sixers around Ben Simmons. And the moment they said that they want to include Tobias Harris in the trade, both those teams put the phone down. It was a, it that's, was, that's what yeah. I've heard. Because they, like, no one's trying phone? to... Yeah. They, they, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe we can come to a deal and take Ben Simmons off your hand. Oh, oh, you're going to have to take Tobias Harris too? All right, cool, thanks, goodbye. That's how it goes. <laughs> That's how it's going. I don't, I don't know how you could do that. I don't even know. Is there a team? Maybe it, the Lakers, It would be a three-team trade, and Tobias Harris gets dumped in Oklahoma City, I guess, because they have all the cap space to absorb that terrible contract. Um, although I don't think Tobias Harris is that bad that he needs to be dumped in Oklahoma City. That's the treatment we usually reserve for players 35 and above, you know, the the old men of this league. <laughs> but I don't know. It's going to have to be a three-team trade because any team that takes on both of these guys, you're just asking to lose. That's that's all. You're just asking to lose. So, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure why the Sixers are so delusional in what they can get in return. It's hard enough getting a return for a player that's not playing basketball right now because you have no leverage. But then adding in a terrible contract to go with it, with all due respect to Spice Harris, he doesn't play to the level of that contract. So, man, I think that's crazy. I think that's absolutely Well, well, it sounds like what the Sixers are saying. If this is true, and I'm going to take Mark at his word for it, if it sounds like they're not able to get back an all-star caliber player in return. Mm-hmm. And that's the most amazing thing about all of this, all jokes aside, Mo, is what is his true value? Because you know Daryl Morey in particular has gone through his Rolodex of calling every team in the league 20 times over, and he's received 30 calls over per team about what it would take to get him. And the thing that's amazing to me is, and I don't know, and I'm not privy to these conversations, is it doesn't seem like the value around the league, people don't really aren't holding him up to that level to where they're willing to get rid of their all-star or potential all-star players back in return. 
that's what's amazing to me because Ben Simmons is a really good basketball player. He's an all-star. He is one of the best players at his position. And it really seems amazing to me that the Sixers said the following, well, if we can't get back what we want, we're going to get something back with our organization in return, which is cap relief, <laughs> financial relief. We, we leave it here with something. <laughs> so that, yeah, yeah, they're saying now, Just Denzel. we may we not get here yeah, with something. They said, okay, we can't get back. Well, you're going to give us something in this deal. So, nice. you know, that that's interesting. I, I, because Ben Simmons, you know, a year or two ago, I mean, you, we all regarded him as a top 10 player in the league. He's a risk a now, top though. Top 10 talent. He's a risk now, yeah. though. What, what, if, but, what if he gets traded but, to a team and someone pisses him off? He's just going to sit out again. He clearly uh, don't care I, about I, the money. So I, I think it's just, yeah, I think it's interesting. I'm, that, you know, I'm it's, not surprised they can't get back an all-star player in terms of I'm not surprised in the slightest because I like to say it's not NBA 2K. If it was NBA 2K, you could get back a first-round pick another all-star because it's great. It does whatever you say, but this is real life. You got to deal with real people, real problems. Before we wrap up today, I want to circle back to John Moran because there's a little story that I need to share with the listeners in case they didn't hear about this. Okay. Tonight's game, a kid in a Steph Curry tried to high five John Moran after the final buzz. Mm. John Moran did not give the kid a high five. He said it was disrespectful. He said, no mercy. But he did say, I'll send you a Grizzlies jersey and let you change teams. I love the energy. I'm loving the energy. The competitiveness. Too many people are too nice in this league. I'm loving the savageness that we're seeing from John Moran. He don't care. He, he don't care if you hurt your feelings. He's out here not- to win. How could you not love this kid? Facts. How could you not love him? You, you, I mean, he's he's a joy to watch. You love his competitive spirit. You love what he brings. And, I mean, stories like that. Like, he had the awareness in that moment to realize that this kid probably looks up to him. Yep. And he gave the kid a choice. <laughs> he didn't just walk away from the kid. And scar the kid. He said, hey, you're in my house. I'm going to give you an opportunity to change your mind. <laughs> and on that note, on that note, if anyone listening to this show, because I've been looking all over the internet, I'm trying to get a Jamarant jersey, but I'm trying to get a specific one. Do you remember oh, when specific. they retroed the Vancouver Grizzlies jerseys last season or the season before? The turquoise not, blue. The turquoise blue is yeah. the retro with the, with the are, bear logo on the front. I'm trying to get hold of one of them. If any of the listeners know where I can get one of them, hit me up. Hit me with a tweet or something, because I need one of them. The cool, the new jerseys are cool, but I need one of those classic joints. You need one of the classic? The ones uh, that I'm old enough to know and I played against those? That, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. classic? Yeah, those, those classic <laughs> ones, BJ. Those, those classic ones. Let me ask you real quick before you go. Who was your favorite player to wear those original jerseys, though? Who's your favorite player from? Oh, Sharif. Sharif Abdul Rahim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reef. Uh, come on. Mm-hmm. Reef was a bucket. You know, I loved, yeah, I just loved saying his name, Big Country. <laughs> I, I love, 
We, I love gotta, it. We got to pay respect to the OGs. You know what I'm saying? I laid the foundation for these kids coming through to do that thing. But oh, Sharif, again, yeah, yeah. Once again, it's been fantastic rocking with you, BJ. Uh, we need to get out to Memphis. That's what we need to do. We need to do a live show in Memphis after a game. That's what we need to do at some point this year. Okay, we can do that. We can do that. And um, what was our friend's name from Sacramento? He was great. Jack. He was all... Jack. You know what? Shout out to Jack. Jack was all over my timeline <laughs> today. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Shout out to Jack. That's that, that's my that's my new friend. That's my favorite friend. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to Jack. Jack Shout is a Jack. real... Jack is a real fan. So yeah, let's let's get let's get to small markets here. Let's get yes, to sir. Memphis. Yes, sir. Shout out to Jack. Shout out to all the listeners, everyone who tunes in every day. We got mad love, respect, and appreciation for you. Keep rocking with us. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. And there's gonna be a lot of NBA actions to talk about. I'm excited. We've got the Nets and the Bulls going head to head tonight. We've got the Mavs and the Lakes that we talked about. And much to you guys, your delight. We got the Celtics versus Pacers round two, ready to stress me out. So until next time, get buckets. <laughs>